that was good fun. That was so that's Saturday's final. Yeah. Yes, that's going to be good. Aren't they both on Saturday? No, there's a big one on Friday night at the MCG. Know, well, the MC, last time the Lions were at the MCG, they torched the Demons. So they're well, their terrible record at the MCG ended on Friday night, and this Friday night they're going to try and make it two in a row. And oh well, look, we've got to get him back on because he's he put the acid on the Lions yep, uh, a couple, couple of months ago. I heard him. I heard him on our show, and they've revved up, and now they're in a prelim. So we say good evening to Chris Johnson. G'day, Jono. G'day, boys. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a couple of uh, big weeks for the Lions. Um, you know, uh, especially especially last week, they got to they got to turn it up again. They got to come back down the MCG and uh, take on the. Uh, the, the top of the table, Geelong. Yes, and, uh, you know, what a, what a way. I mean, it's just... Brisbane had the potential. I mean, as, as you were saying, you were sort of disappointed um, with how their year was going, but they always had the potential to end... Um, not end, but to have their st- season still going this in this week. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with them, and, um, look, they, they hadn't really been playing, which last time we spoke... Jack was, uh, you know, they had been playing their best football and I guess uh, what they were able to do is, um, especially in that game on Friday night, was was probably play, they probably played like they had been playing for the last eight weeks or so before the final started. Um, you know, a lot of dump kicking and, and not trying to run the ball out so much and getting in the hands of, of Rich and, um, and Kadeen Coleman and, and guys like this. So uh, they weren't able to do that in the first half. In the second half, they were just really, really good in around using the ball. Um, running at the defence, I, I thought, was was probably a, a real key indicator on that, that they wanted to run the ball in that second half. And, you know, we've all spoken about the way Jared Berry's gone about it. Um, you know, probably his best game of football he's ever played um, in his career. So uh, there was a couple of interesting moves that, that, that the Lions done, and I was quite critical of them uh, a few, uh, well, almost six weeks ago now, just before the finals, and saying they weren't throwing the magnets around enough, and uh, and they they done that on um, on Friday night here against the Demons. They they gave Charlie Cameron a little bit of a different role in playing pretty high up uh, and, and putting a bit of pressure on the fat side winger, uh, and then obviously the. The big thing that's probably straightened them up a little bit too was uh, no no Joe Danaher. So um, it's going to be interesting how that sort of selection plays out in the next sort of 24 to 48 hours for the Lions. Yeah, it was here, mate. That was my question. Um, without Danaher, I mean, you obviously would be pleased with what um, Hipwood and McStay and, and um, the others did. Do you see that as a big issue this week, or are yeah, people making sure, too much? For sure, I see this massive issue because what, what, what was able to happen is it was one less tall, it was one less ground level player, uh, one more ground level player. <laughs> And sort of uh, Zach Bailey was, uh, you know, fantastic. And you know, I don't know how they're going to play it out. So they've got to bring in. So there's two tools that have got to come in. There's obviously McInerney and Danaher. So um, you know, do you take out a McStay? Do you take out, um, uh, uh, you know, Darcy Gardner? Do you take out another one and, and slide someone back? So they've got some. They've got some sort of, um, I guess, mucking around and how they're going to be able to uh, orchestrate. The, obviously, those two are, are automatic selection, I would have thought, um, coming back into the side because they've uh, they've been able to produce most of the year and they just missed that, that one game. Um, I think uh, McInerney missed it through a bit of bit of head soreness or a bit of sickness and obviously we know what's happened with uh, with Joe Danaher uh, with the birth of his child. Um, 
missing the game. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because, um, you know, do you bring in two tools and take out one tall, one small, or do you take out two tools? And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they go about it. Yes, it was. And uh, yeah, you're right. We, we know how Joe uh, missed, uh, you know, and congratulations to him and his family. That's uh, terrific news. Um, but Lee Matthews wouldn't have allowed a birth in September, <laughs> by my memory. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you're not supposed to be, um, you're supposed to be arm's length from your partner in January, in that January February part. So, uh, um, you know, we had, we had, a, we had uh, a couple couple instances while we were playing. Uh, Daniel Bradshaw, I think, Mr. Mr. Finals uh, due to his wife having a baby as well. And I think it comes down to the individual and uh, and how you, how you how you assess that. And you know, I don't think there's no right or wrong. I think whatever decision you make is the right decision. And yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was certainly that rule with Lee. He, 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 not so much of a rule. He just said, "Boys, if you if you're gonna, um, uh, you know, want to have ch- children, try not to make it within the month of uh, probably December, January, February. Just have the summer <laughs> off. <laughs> That's the best time. <laughs> but uh, it's so good. What about the cats, though? I mean, you mentioned the uh, the conundrum that the, the Lions have with their tall forwards and their tools coming in. Do, do they match up? They match up quite well with the cats. They do, and, they, and they've pushed the cats a few times now. If we remember uh, the game that they played down at uh, down at um, uh, uh, down at Geelong, mm. they they you know could have been almost a free kick to Zach Bailey. Um, you know they've, the the cats have actually gone up to the Gabra a couple of times and been on the receiving end a few hidings against the Brisbane Lions and vice versa. So. We know we know the stars that uh, line up. They got you know. I think Jeremy Cameron's one of the biggest uh, names going around in the game at the moment. Probably the most valuable player within the NFL. Um, you know, he can play up the ground when he's not getting the touch or the ball's not come down. He gets up the ground. Great field kicker within the within the uh, forward line when he's when he's gone up the ground, and then his ability to have the goal sense and be able to mark the aerial marks. He's um. He's outstanding. So I'm not too sure how they're going to match up. I think the, 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 I reckon it's going to be, you know, really how the defenders of uh, the Brisbane Lions match up against the forwards of, uh, of, of, uh, of Geelong. That's going to be their biggest challenge. They've got some good smalls that actually go through there. Um, Tyson Stengel, um, you know, you think uh, Coleman will take him. Um, and then you've got uh, you've got Close who pops up as well, and as well as Myers at the same time. So they've got they've got three little whippets uh, that, that are going around there. And, you know, you're going to rely on Ainsworth and you're going to rely on, uh, you know, Archie even to go back. Daniel Ritz probably hasn't got the speed to go with him, but he'll have to take one of them. He's going to try and have to utilise his ability to hit targets coming out of the defensive uh, back line. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go. And I reckon... Uh, you know, you look at some. You look at Payne as a key forward. You know, he'll probably take the Hawkins matchup or potentially um, the the Cameron matchup. So I reckon the Cameron and the Hawkins matchup are really would really confuse uh, the lines at the moment. Whether Harris Andrews, uh, you know, between Harris Andrews and Payne, I'm not too sure who they're going to take and what they would prefer. Obviously. Uh, you know, <laughs> Andrews has uh, been around for a little while now, but not as long as Tommy. But you'd like to see that match up. But then I'm not too sure whether Payne's good enough to go with the Jeremy Cameron like. And you see that Geelong are obviously uh, what they've got going for them too is that they're very healthy. And do, does that sort of counter with the the week off? I mean, does that make it too difficult at selection, or does it make it? I mean, they yeah they they're yeah. playing the one game in uh, what is it 25 days. 
Yeah, yeah. All right. I reckon it's. I reckon in this day and age, I reckon you want to keep some continuity going. Um, you know, we've seen what the Swans are able to produce a uh, fortnight ago against Melbourne. They got their speed back in their legs. Um, so if you've got, I, I reckon, you know, Geelong are a real professional outfit. And I think with them, the week does them good. Um, they'll certainly be running on top of the ground um, for a certain amount of time. But, you know, they've got a lot of old bodies. They've got a lot of old legs in that side. You know, Brisbane are on the other hand. They've only got a couple of handful of old bodies old legs in their side so it probably does pay an advantage uh, to get bodies right and to get your soreness out and everything else but in terms of in terms of continuity for me I'd want to keep playing and, and go from one week into the next um, you know I like, I like sort of game fitness more than anything else you can never replicate the game fitness part of it so um you can you can look at it that way, or you can look at it that um, now they're going to come in uh, fresh as a daisy. So it's going to be quite challenging to see what happens between both of these sides because they've both got great midfields um, and and uh, good forwards at both ends. You look at you look at the line forward line. You think you know you got you got Hipwood, you got Cameron, and you got Danaher. Any one of those. If you get those three all having uh, a day out, there's almost 12 goals there, and then you've got some midfield chipping in. But then, then you've got guys like Zach Bailey and Lincoln McCarthy that's gonna they're gonna chip in as well. So they've got some firepower up forward. So it's gonna be real interesting to see how you know. I guess the the the, the recovery of what Geelong have done over the last fortnight. Yes, yes, it is, it is. We're talking to Chris Johnson, Triple Premiership star at the Lions. Uh, now, Chris, I want to uh, chat about prelims. Uh, huge. Um, sort of game every year and um, probably the as, as all ex-footballers say it's a hard or ex-premiership players say it's the hardest game to win uh, what are your memories of prelim final uh, as as games were they were they harder to win than the actual grand final yeah look I, like some of my my the hardest one that we had the one like we played out of our three premierships uh, um, our, all of our prelims uh, well two of our prelims were played at the Gabba and then we had to go uh, to the SCG and play the other one we had to go around a long way uh, to win our third premiership so um, certainly the one back in um, back in uh, 03 was the hardest one um, and, they, and they're a bit different because you know that there's so much on stake at stake and and, you know, everyone's going to put their body on the line. Um, but, again, saying that, you don't want to put your body too hard on the mm. line because if you do, you miss out in the following week. But they're certainly hard. It's more of a mental game, I reckon, uh, around prelims. And, you know, knowing knowing that one more win, you're into a grand final. And probably probably just phasing that out and probably adapting to what the ground, or what the game and how the game style and how it's all playing out and, and being able to adjust to that as quick as you possibly can. But, but they are... They, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, grand finals are hard to win as well, so um, they're, both, they're both equally as hard. Both equally, yeah. Who was the, uh, who was the guy at Brisbane? Well, we, didn't, we know Bossy and Brown and those fellas, but who was the one at Brisbane that uh, just took control at finals time and just, you know, was that was his time? We're talking to oh, him. Apart from yourself. I thought Sean Hart was very good within our within our run that we had. You know, Sean Hart, um, mm-hmm. he played in various different roles. He played a tagging role um, at various different times, then went into the midfield, then went forward, then went back. So I think Sean, he went around everywhere. He was the he was the ultimate professional within our football club, and uh, we all enjoyed what he was able to produce, but he was one that really stood up. Um, Ash McGrath, from time to time, uh, I guess in his, in his 03 uh, prelim, he stood up and kicked that massive torpedo. If you remember from the middle of the SC, uh, mm. at, at, a, 
out at um, uh, the other stadium yes. to have in July. Uh, the Sydney. Olympic Stadium, yeah. yeah. The Olympic Stadium. He kicked a barrel from the middle of the ground, if you can remember. Yes. And there was an open forward line, and it just trickled over the line. It just bit Leo Barry over the line, which sort of got us, gave us the upper hand. Well, was it, that, that, that prelim was, that was amazing, that one. I just I remember it. It was a level at three-quarter time, as you were saying. And then you, you kicked, what, six goals in the last quarter you yep. know, against this superstar Sydney side. Like, yep. that was that would have been – was there a message by Lee Matthews at three-quarter no. time or anything? Oh, uh, not really. I, I think Ash's goal actually came just before right. three-quarter time, <laughs> which put us in there. But, no, nah, I think <laughs> – I think what Lee used to always say to us, and there was many times during during the year that we were in those positions that uh, we were down at three-quarter time, um, and he just spoke about have trust, have faith in the system, and, and, and keep keep backing each other to do your role and, and play your uh, well, play your role and, and know your responsibility. And, 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 and something sometimes it just clicked, really. Um, yeah. But no, no real clear message. It was more around just sticking to what we know and, and how we've gotten here today. Yeah, and you were just there, and you were obviously going for three in a row. Melbourne tried to do that this year; they they couldn't quite get over your boys on Friday night. Uh, it's, it's so difficult to do. Um, was there, you know, was there any part? I mean, Melbourne looked old, you know, tired and slow. Was there anything like that at Brisbane when you were, you know, going for you know doubles and all that, sort of triples? Yeah, well, we, we we mixed it around a bit. I think we had, I think it was over the three um, the three years oh one oh two oh three. I think we we rotated. I think we ended up playing twenty six players um, through that uh, through that premiership period. So so there was there was times that people came in, people went out within those sides. I was quite lucky enough to be a part of all three. But but yeah, you do sort of uh, you know. I, I think people do get tired. Um, you know, you've got to be as a coaching staff. You've got to be able to read that. Who's going to complement your group uh, for the following year and I think that's what Lee mm. and the coaching staff done, they were able to pull pull guys in and take guys out you know, I think uh, Brad Scott played in the two, um, uh, Chris played in one potentially um, um, so so there's a, there was a few guys that were probably stalwarts of the of the footy club but didn't actually get the opportunity to play in all three, they, they, they featured in, uh, you know, in one or two um, that, uh, that they didn't feature in one other year Yes, yes, and uh, we, we spoke to Acker last week and uh, he was fantastic and he's all excited for his golf trip or the Brisbane Lions Premiership golf trip. Uh, will you be participating in that one? Well, that, that's really just for Queenslanders. It's not, <laughs> it's not for everybody. It's, it's for the guys who are actually living in Queensland that are doing the golf trip. So, oh. um, look, uh, um, well, we can't, you know, it's, uh, it costs us a fair bit of money to get up there and accommodate ourselves and all that. Um, you know, we're not millionaires here. Uh, but, yeah, I think Ak has been running that for the last few years now. Right. Um, you know, prior to COVID and everything else, but uh, I believe that uh, a few days, a few day, a few of the boys get along to it. Uh, we've got a massive reunion down here uh, the day after grand final with a lot of um, obviously uh, players, but more around our staff and our support staff and our coaches and everything else. So uh, it's looking like it's going to be a big day down here. Uh, and majority of the time, everyone's down here grand final week. Everyone wants to make the journey down to uh, Melbourne and, and be around, and so it's a, it's a good sort of thing to come down for a week. Again, enjoy the game and then enjoy each other's company at the same time. Well, sounds very, very yes. good. I'm just wondering if golf trip is in exclamation points. Is it like a, a real golf trip, are they? Or 
Do you play golf, Chris? I love golf. I try to get out once a week. Fair enough. Try to get once a week if I can, but I'm not. I'm not too sure whether they stay. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I've heard of it, but I'm not too sure what happens on it. Fantastic. Hey, Chris. Who's your tips for this weekend at the end of all this? It's going to be huge. Two prelim finals. No doubt you'd be tipping the Lions, but who wins the Sydney Collingwood game? Uh, no, look, I won't be. I'll be keeping the best team, and I think Geelong's the best team. Right. Um, Geelong have been sitting on top of the ladder all year. They, um, they should win. Uh, Geelong should win, uh, but I would like to see Brisbane win. But you would think Geelong um, have got the better outfit um, throughout the. Uh, they, they've proved themselves throughout the whole year, and they'll just dish that up again. And I think the Lions have been a little bit inconsistent. If they can produce what they've done last week, fantastic. They're going to have to play their best football to win. But you would think Geelong will get over the line. Look, I love this this battle over uh, up in Sydney. It's Collingwood, Sydney Swans. Really looking forward to it. I think you know they have been quoted, or Craig McRae has been quoted in the paper that he really didn't prepare his players for that venue uh, and that ground. So uh, they've gone away. They've done that now. So I'm giving the Pies every chance. Once they get a bit of speed on that football, um, they're pretty hard to stop, and they are a scoring machine through their midfield and through their forward line. So I'm going to go the Pies. Oh, there you go. Fantastic. And how, how different is the SCG? Just just quickly, Chris. Uh, I mean, as you mentioned, that, you know, Fly uh, did that at training. They've, they've brought in the witches' hats or whatever, made the ground a bit smaller. It, does it play any, like, is it, is it really that different? Yeah, it is. It is. It's really different because because you've got your, your flanks are a little bit closer to the boundary line, and and what, what what you tend to do, you tend to think, oh, yeah, the, the quicker route uh, to goal when you're sitting on your half-back flank, is around the boundary line rather than coming corridor. And I reckon a lot of lot of teams go to the Swan, uh, go to the SCG and they get caught on the outside and they don't come through the corridor because they zone it so well. To, um, Sydney Swans actually zone that corridor pretty well. So if they can cut them up through that, um, they're going to be they're going to be a good uh, good chance of winning. It. And Fly's spoken about it. And look, it's obviously a, a bit smaller and tighter ground. So if you can actually move the ball faster, which Collingwood can do, um, they'll be able to go direct straight through the corridor and be able to get the ball inside their forward fifty. Well, I think it's going to be the game of the year. Yes, I, I think, think so. That's uh, potentially. Will you be covering that one for seven, Chris? Oh, no, 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 no. I've got the weekend off, which is nice. They're, uh, yeah, weekend off, so they're going to sit back and enjoy both games on the telly. Oh, fantastic. And you can see both games on Channel 7 as well. Hey, Chris, we'll leave it there, mate. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Again, make sure you keep your phone on, because if the Lions keep this winning <laughs> stuff up, I might give you a call again. <laughs> Good on you guys. Uh, have a nice evening. <laughs> you too. Thanks, Chris. Thanks very much. Uh, Chris Johnson, Triple Premiership star for the Brisbane Lions. And he does his best work on the Seven Network. He does.